So hey folks, welcome back to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast, the Making Quarantine Juicy series. You know, this intention for this series is to bring a source of hope, love, insight, and laughter for people in these uncertain times. So here's Crazy Juicy Love, Making Quarantine Juicy. Um... So welcome back to the Crazy Juicy Love podcast. And I have my fellow B-schooler here, uh, <laughs> Lizzie Rogers. Uh, she is a digital content strategist. Hi. Hi, how are you? Hi, pretty good. Holding up. How good, are you? good. Now we just had a quick talk about kids. I don't have kids, but <laughs> yeah, kids. Uh, before we get into that, like, tell us more about what you do and who you serve. Yeah. So I do digital content strategy and a lot of branded storytelling. So what that means is I help uh, companies, brands, and for whatever reason, I've worked with a lot of trade associations and we do what's called story discovery. So we work with companies and brands to figure out what's important. I always say we kind of look at the rings of your tree and we pull out the most important rings of your tree so that we can figure out what resonates with the people that you're speaking to. We do a lot of investigative work on who the ideal customer is and then we map the stories from the brand and it's a lot about like their inception stories and uh, what makes them unique and we map that to their ideal customer and then we also map that to their revenue drivers and so it's um, you know when we work together we create a lot of content we put a lot of structure and systems in place to enable them to make that happen because there's a lot of moving parts with creating so interesting because I'm actually like well we were both in B-School and I'm in this other program too I'm actually like that's a lot of work like (laughs) it's a lot of work and it's a lot of organization i think that's what intimidates people so much is there's just so many moving parts it's like how do i do it where where when you know where what piece do i put in and what spot and so it's it's helping them yeah put the actual pieces in place to to make it happen and and empower them to figure out you know what what platform should i use there's a thousand options and so we, we like to simplify a lot because i think people get overwhelmed very quickly so we like it is um i know this is off brand but like i'm curious if like was that overwhelming from you trying to figure that out for your own self for your own business it's a really good question so i I feel lucky where my my slightly curvy path all of a sudden makes sense, which it often does in retrospect. Mm-hmm. But I started as a journalist and then I started doing more and more projects for bigger companies. So I started doing a lot of digital uh, writing, just me as the writer for MSN and Yahoo and companies like that. And then I got hired on for larger projects where I was more hiring all the writers. So I would hire you know, 50 writers to create 5,000 pieces of content for NBC, oh. for example. So it forced me to get really system- systematized, is that a word? Uh, <laughs> systems down really quickly. And it allowed me to kind of teach that to other people, but it's, mm. it, it was sort of like a, a forced <laughs> learning <laughs> that was, uh, you know, on the job training. And so, um, but it's, it, unless you're very organized, you're, it's not going to work. You, you definitely have to be reorganized. So. <laughs> so, trial by fire. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, one of the reasons why I asked you to come on, cause I know I, I was saying like, a, I 
a lot of entrepreneurs like listen to <laughs> single entrepreneurs come on and listen to that. And yeah. I'm also in a lot of entrepreneur groups and friends and they're all like, even today I had a friend of mine who listened to my podcast. She didn't post it to me, but on her Facebook, she goes, how do I stay organized? Cause yes. <laughs> yes. like it's, it's, I'm learning like even me, like how do I stay organized? What system's going to work? Like just to have, it's, it's it, like. Yeah. Well, and I think part of, part of staying organized and it's, it's interesting because all of my clients, before we start, we do this, you know, you, you can do goal setting for your personal life, but then we, I have um, taken it and pieced it apart and created a new framework that I use for, for companies. And so people think, Oh, goal setting. I just do that in my personal life, or maybe they do, maybe they don't, but it can be really effective if you're working on a project where you say, okay, what are our goals? And then you work backwards and say, what do we need to put in place to actually get there and literally put every single step. And it allows you to prioritize really, really quickly. It makes it so that you can clarify your actual vision. Like, where am I going? And then how mm -hmm. am I going to get there? And everything else gets stripped away because when, when all the other stuff is kind of like bugging you in your brain, you can't focus. And so to create that exact step by step kind of instruction for yourself and you add it to your calendar, all that, it, it allows you to kind of take a deep breath and say, okay, this is what I'm doing today. I have no questions about it. All the other stuff doesn't matter. So yeah, it's, I think it's an important thing, but it, it helps you prioritize things very quickly. So that's, yeah. that's why I like to wow. Do. I mean, I could probably talk more about you about this, but um, how are you doing in this whole pandemic thing? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, we were obviously talking briefly prior to, but it's, you know, it's an ebb and flow. I think there's, there are days where I feel like I am killing it. I am, I am <laughs> doing everything I need to be doing. I'm a great mom. I'm a great wife. And then the next day, just everything falls apart. My kids are a disaster. They hate school. <laughs> They're fighting. <laughs> so we are, we are just rolling with the punches. I mean, it's truly day by day. And I try to remember that because there are moments where I feel like I just want to throw my hands up and go back to normal and let the chips fall where they may and then the next day i say nope we need to you know button up our structure and we need to you know be pay really close attention to how we're interacting with other people you know so it's it ebbs and flows but i can't say it's been perfect <laughs> we're yeah. figuring it out as we go i hear you like even today like i like i've been getting up at like 5 5 30 in the morning mm -hmm. and stuff like that and like today i was like I don't want to get up. And I was like, nope. Like, cause you know how that whole cycle is going to happen and trickle down. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to get up, got up. And I was like, should I do yoga later? I was like, nope. Cause you know, if you, if you wait till later, you're not going to do it. So, 100%, I completely agree. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, I have to like, just not wait for motivation and just like do it. And then like, after I did the yoga, I said, like, Oh, my God, I'm like, I feel much relaxed. I feel much better. I feel that flow. I'm glad totally. I just get I up. Sometimes it is, it is forcing yourself to do the thing that it's just, you know, it, and I think it's hard to maintain that energy day after day when there's not a lot of like external pressure or there isn't as much external pressure when you're like not in an office, no one's staring over your shoulder. And so I think it takes a lot of internal motivation to, to 
keep doing it, like keep getting up, do right. yoga, do the thing. Um, but yeah, it's funny. I'm reading this book um, uh, by Brendan Burchard right now, and um, it's uh, it's fascinating. And it's sort of he picks apart. What's the name of the book? It is called High Performance Habits. And oh my God. <laughs> it, it's fascinating. And he, you know, he has done a lot of research on people and what creates these high performance habits. And so much of it is time blocking. So you get up and you do sort of, I mean, it can be a little repetitive. So I, I, I'm not a, a very repetitive person. I like mm-hmm. newness a lot, but, um, but I think there's so many things that he talks about. That's kind of what you're referring to where you just need to kind of put it in your calendar and that's what you're doing. So it's less brain space of figuring out what that right. has to be so yeah because yeah. in the beginning i wasn't following a structure like i was doing maria folio works i was doing this work i was like i was right. like all over the place and i was just like okay i needed to create a calendar yes this day i'm doing this this day i'm doing that then this day i'm doing that and then it gave me some breathing room so i knew each day what i was going to be doing and then yeah. i then when i got a accountability partner and like learning all these things say, okay, I need to like even, even because I resist it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I had to break that, that day down too. Uh-huh. <laughs> because 100%. I can't just be like, I can't just be like all Marie all day, but like, okay, I have Marie, but like, what am I implementing from what I'm learning with Marie? Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, you truly, yeah. It's like putting, okay, you know, the, the first module, you know, you break it down to the lessons and then, you know, the hour for implementation one day an hour the next yeah it's that's that's a lot a lot of what i coach people on on doing for my clients is you can't assume this will naturally happen you do have to time block it in your calendar i'm learning that all yeah. right, let's get into these tips. I mean, we okay. get tips already, but uh. yeah, we've already started a little bit, but yeah. So a lot of um, what I wanted to talk to your audience about is, so this idea of goal setting where it's really helpful in time right now where things feel like you're blowing in the wind and ideas and motivation are swirling and they're going up and down. And the idea of goal setting can sort of feel intimidating and it can feel like something other people do a lot of times. But right now I think it's really important because it can help really clarify your trajectory, both in your personal life. I, I just did this with my husband the other night because we were feeling all over the place. Um, so it can help kind of clarify your trajectory in your personal life and in your business life. So, um, and also I think right now everything feels sort of out of control where, you know, you don't really know what your week is going to be like next week. You don't really know if your yeah. kids are going to be camp. You don't know, you know, all <laughs> these things are huge questions. So this process sort of allows you to take control of the process and feel like, okay, I know what's happening next week, at least for the things that are within my control. So it it feels applicable for today almost more than ever. Um, Even though, you know, I use this for projects and have for years, I feel like right now for people's personal lives, when they're working from home, they don't have a lot, as much maybe direction from either people within their lives in their work life or in their personal life. So I thought maybe I could walk through the process that I use for my clients. And I think it would be super helpful for people in their personal life. Yeah. Right now. So, um, so there's kind of three, three main things I like to focus on. So kind of the goal 
of goal setting is the that go- you, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's a little much. <laughs> it's sort of to kind of outline your path, right? It's sort of to figure out what systems you're going to use to actually get to the end result. And it's, it's exactly what, like what you're talking about with, I was all over the place and then I had to time block my calendar. It, it's that idea. It's sort of systematizing and organizing the things that you want to accomplish. Um, and it allows you to kind of make clear decisions because you put, let's say you dump all, well, the first step is dumping all of your goals out on sheets. And then you kind of kind of organize them, family, relationship, career, et cetera. You kind of bucket them in different mm. buckets. And once they're on a piece of paper, you really do realize that's a priority right now. I don't have time for that. Do I have motivation for that? Because that's one of the kind of the key factors as well. Is, <laughs> like, what are you willing to do? Because not some of these things are not that much fun, right? Like if you yeah. have a goal of starting your your email program, some of those steps are not that much fun. So you have to ask yourself, what am I willing to sacrifice to achieve that end thing? Because there's a yeah. lot of kind of like unfun stuff and unglamorous things on the way to you know your superstardom at the end. Yeah. So. That's the kind of main question I think people need to ask is what am I willing to sacrifice right now to achieve kind of this longer? It's, a, it's interesting, like, cause as I was, when I would tell you, I broke down my my week yeah. and put it on my calendar. It really, because like I said to you before, like in the beginning, I was like so excited to be in B school, you know, um, the, the, the first of all, the community is, is great, but I saw that I was always checking it. And I yeah. was like, I need to get myself specific times to check in because I can't be yes. checking in this all the time. And so it, creating the calendar and the time um, bracket helped me like, okay, I'll check this in the morning, get myself, check the thing to be school and I'll check it at, yeah. at night because otherwise all those little 10, 15 minutes here and there adds up. <laughs> like, it really does. <laughs> and uh, it's the it's the internet vortex too. <laughs> right. <laughs> the rabbit hole is real. Right. And like having that, those, like what you just said, allows me, okay, if somebody calls me that's not in my time bracket, I'm not going to answer the phone. Exactly. I'm going to answer the phone or get back to them at this particular time. Mm-hmm. And it helps me keep moving forward. And I was just like, oh my God, like, I know you can get crazy with like, <laughs> with structure now, but I was like, I, even now I feel like I want to get more specific and I'm still like, you know, yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a weird thing where you create these guardrails and these boundaries, but when you do, it actually creates more freedom. Right. That's the, that's the weird thing is if, if you, if you don't put that structure in, there's this sort of noodly, you know, where right. am I, what am I doing? It's, it's soft and fuzzy versus if it's in your calendar, you just say, yeah, to your point, 15 minutes, check this, then in moving on. And it also empowers you with this feeling of, I, I just accomplished Opposite, so Yes. I, I know exactly what I'm doing. I just did it. I spent an hour writing a blog post and I finished it. You know, there's all these things that, you know, are, when you get highly structured, you are a lot more efficient and you save a lot of time. Right. And I noticed that too, when I started to get more specific, that I got the things I needed to accomplish, then I was like, oh, I have time to like, Take a walk, <laughs> listen yeah. to a podcast. Be guilty about it, you know. You don't. You say, "Oh, I, sh- I should have been doing this." Well, now you you time blocked that, so you did it. Yeah. So now I can go to yoga. I can go on my walk, or you know, whatever it is. So yeah, yeah, is, yeah. 
important right now, given we're all stuck inside. Yeah, so, um, you know, what, once I have people put this kind of big brain dump down, I call it the no holds barred brain dump. And it is, you know, dreams, aspirations, goals. Well, there's, there's another guy named Jim Collins. Who, he's a business writer. He's, he's well-known, but he lives in Colorado. And he writes about this thing called BHAGs, your big, hairy, audacious goals. And BHAGs? BHAG, so B-H-A-G, big, hairy, audacious goal. <laughs> and I love that idea because it's sort of just this, like put it all out there and things that feel totally unachievable. If you put the like individual steps in place and you again, mark it on your calendar, then it's like, wait, I, I, can, I can do that. I can do those steps. It might take a year or two, but I can totally do those steps versus if it's just living out there in the ether of, just the big hairy out the BHAG <laughs> without yeah. the steps, it's going to remain a BHAG and not anything that you're going to accomplish. So, um, so yeah, anyway, step two that I, that I walk people through is kind of this cut list where once you throw everything out on the table and you see how they work together or don't work together, you ask yourself, what am I willing to sacrifice to achieve those things? Then you cut. So you have, I call it the kiss and kill list. Like the kiss ones, you're like, yes, I'm so excited. And then the kill ones are like, well, I'm either going to table it for a little while yeah. or it's clear that I do not have the motivation, the time, the interest, or I'm not willing to like make the sacrifices. Yeah. I'm curious, yeah. like, I really love what you're saying because I'm, I'm actually thinking about someone in mind. Like, yeah. how do you coach people around cutting things? Because I know that could probably bring people a lot of anxiety um, so how do you... <laughs> yeah it's a big one so i i tend to um ask people a few different questions so one is you have to ask yourself what feels truly authentic to you because oftentimes people on their list will put things that are other people's goals so it's not mm. it's sort of your fantasy self so I say, okay, you know, that, that sounds good for the, the influencer that you follow. Great. They, they can post on Instagram 50 times a day. <laughs> Are you going to do that? For me? No, no. I coach people <laughs> on <laughs> doing that, but I do not want to do that personally. So I will hire that out, for example. So you kind of have to decide what's truly authentic to you. And it's, it is asking yourself some hard questions. Like, is that my fantasy self or my real self? Um, and then is it, really important for you to survive or thrive so can you attach that goal to immediate survival like i have to do this to to survive today tomorrow the next week for my friend business to survive or can you attach it to thriving so can you attach it to growth or personal growth your business growth etc so th that's the second question um and then it's sort of Kind of defining your your why behind it so it's mm -hmm. it's saying okay wh what am i getting out of this if i do achieve that thing so is it is it that i am getting more time is i is it that i for example like my husband and i just did this the other night and i literally put laugh more on one of my goals because we tend to be like very productive and just like high five mm -hmm. go very um ships passing in the night and i said we need to literally make time to just sit and laugh and that to me was, okay, that is, is a value of mine. And I attach it to my why, like I, I want to be a happy, thriving person. So yes, I attach it to my thriving. So it doesn't mm. have to be these like 
my email list or, you know, um, like very strict things like that. It can be something that provides happiness to you. Um, so, so I asked kind of those, those main questions. The, the last question I ask has to do with what provides for sort of this like long-term vision of your life, mm. but gives you short-term motivation. So long-term vision, short-term motivation. So you kind of say, okay, I'm totally motivated to get those things done and to make those things happen mm -hmm. if I can attach it to the long-term vision of what I want to achieve. So I don't know if that helps, but um, that's sort of how I walk people through cutting. Right. I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense because like, they're like, I don't know, like small candies, like they're little rewards on exactly. your journey to the long-term goal. Cause it's like, and I was just thinking about this the other day, like um, I know ultimately I want to be where I am as a coach. And I know like even like re relaunching my website, which is a, a big thing, but like mm -hmm. every little page that I created was for me, like a small victory, you know? Totally. And, you know, creating my first opt-in is a small, yes. but it's still like a, like a, a, a good victory, you know? Yes. And, you know, it just keeps, it keeps you motivated, keeps you um, seeing the big picture and that you're mm -hmm. making, that you seeing like, like to your next point, it's like that roadmap that you see the road ahead of time. Yeah, ahead, exactly. Because you. you're, you're creating that opt-in or your new website, not because yes, it makes you feel good, but you're doing it for the hope of the future. Right. For the potential of like a sustainable business. And so that's kind of the long-term vision. And those little bits, exactly like what you said, those little bits of accomplishment are like fuel for the fire. You feel right. that motivation, you feel the accomplishment. You're like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it could be little things for you, little things for me. I could have my daughter actually finish her math, which is <laughs> a huge accomplishment. Uh, you know, it, it, that doesn't have to be massive things, but I think to your point, there has to be this sort of, um, uh, you can, and you can physically write down in your calendar, if I get this done, I get this. It could be a five minute walk every right. hour. It doesn't even have to be anything major, but I think you, you can attach um, specific uh, kind of candy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but it's like, and I what what comes to me right now is something Marie said, and I and like for me I I knew this, but I don't know why when she said it it just like I just got it you know she said I can't remember what module was in, she was like if you don't got it written down it ain't happening, yeah, <laughs> and, and, like, and she says too a lot if if you don't if it's not scheduled it's not real not, Same right thing. yeah. Yeah, right. and I completely agree, which is kind of our the last thing that I talk <laughs> about with my clients is you know, creating this, sometimes I call it a treasure map because it sort of feels that way where you create these these treasures or these, these steps along the way. Um, and then it feels real, it feels doable, it feels like you can accomplish it. And like we were just talking about what, what I say, and I, I literally go into people's calendars and I put 30 minute blocks. So it doesn't feel. Oh, you, you physically go into people's stuff. Yes. And you create, oh. <laughs> yes, I do. People, sometimes people won't do it. And I said, this is the only way to make it happen. So I'll go in and create these 30 minute blocks. And then, cause they're thinking, Oh, how am I going to do that whole blog post? And I say on Monday, you have 30 minutes and you create 15 titles on Tuesday. You go in and create the outline on Wednesday. You write the thing, 
Thursday, you edit, Friday, upload. So it's like these 30-minute blocks. Wow. You, that's, you don't that's have to, a... like, do it all in one day. And you're like, oh, what if I have writer's block that day? And so <laughs> I go in and, and, yeah, I block it out for them. But it's interesting. Like, I love that because all of a sudden, like, for me, I feel like I'm pre- working that way. I am preparing my mind for what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And for me, I feel like I, I think I apply that like I'm setting myself up because for success on the day I have to write because now I'm sort of in that flow and oh and I'm expecting this I don't know I don't know if that makes sense but like I I don't know just like if I knew I'm going to you know do a Spartan race and I'm doing mm-hmm. everyday things I, I know what I'm preparing myself for and my mind is already there preparing for a game day or a race day or whatever. So yeah. those little moments are just really just mom- for, I think, momentum for totally. the writing moment. Yeah. And it's, it's almost the idea of setting, as you said, setting yourself up and creating the environment for you to yeah. do really well, succeed, thrive, whatever the task is. And so it's, it's, and, and that environment can look different for different people. You know, for some people, I'm an extremely organized person, but for some reason, my desk is like a disaster, but I don't <laughs> even see it. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. But for some people, that is part of their environment. They want, they need to create this clean environment with a nice little plant behind you. And, <laughs> uh, you know, or it's creating an environment could be surrounding yourself with, with the right people. Um, so I think there's this element of, and obviously the other one that we were talking about is putting things on the calendar, but you have to create, you have to surround yourself with an environment that is familiar, comfortable, and that will motivate you towards success. So for you, you were saying, you know, getting up and doing some yoga in the morning is part of your environmental creation that, yeah. you know, okay, now I'm like calm. I feel like I can focus more. I feel like I accomplished something because I did what I said I was going to do. Yeah. Um, so it's all those, um, you know, kind of architecting your environment to allow yourself to thrive. Yeah. And like, you know, uh, I can't remember the science behind it, but like oh, there was a book called Make the Bed, like how making the getting up and doing one small accomplishment is a really good way to start your day. Totally. And so like those, like getting up, making a bed, reading, meditating, and yoga, like hitting hitting those routines has really helped me. Like, I don't know, I feel like, okay, I'm ready to take on the day. I'm ready to take yes. on like creating whatever I need to create for today. And then, you know, and, and learning how to stick to it, you know, uh, yeah. and has been really, I don't know, has been really helpful for me. Yeah, exactly. And I, I remember Marie actually said this. I can't remember if it was in B-School or if it was somewhere else, but I actually wrote it. I'm reading it up on my, <laughs> my tech board. But she said, how would you behave if you were the, the best in the world? Oh, my God, yes. I love that because it says to you in the morning, it's sort of like how, you know, in this, this book that I told you about earlier, he also kind of gets up and says, you know, there's three, uh, three different questions he asks himself, and I'm going to butcher this, but it's basically... <laughs> you know, how can I impact people positively today? How can Mm. I come away from the day feeling like I accomplished something? And how can I be the best at what I do? And so I I love kind of that idea of putting in the process for yourself or the time to ask yourself those questions where it's like, okay, I'm going to prepare myself for this day to accomplish things. And of course you learn and 
some days don't go as planned. Right, <laughs> right. You have to be prepared for that. <laughs> and you actually brought something up right at the beginning. I can't remember if we were recording yet, but about your accountability partner. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's, that's the last thing I always say to people is, listen, I will put these time blocks in your calendar and that's great. But if you're in a business environment, for example, and you have a team member, make sure they have access to your calendar so they can see that. Um, and that you have regular check-ins to say, okay, I did that or I didn't do that. But if you have someone to bounce that off of and, and work through those issues, and and just have have what you're doing visible to somebody else it makes you more motivated to actually right and i think that's well two things going back to what you were saying about uh marie i was going to say like when i was getting my certification my coach uh she would say when she was becoming as uh creating calling in the one that's why i got my certification with Catherine ward thomas and she said that before she even created the book created all what she's created she goes how would a world-class coach walk around in the world? How uh-huh. would she react? How would she behave? And I think Maria said that one time too, and my other coach said it too. So I started to really ask myself, like, you know, even now, that's a, I'm like, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm like, it's like, a, I'm going to actually write that on my calendar. Yeah. This is a really good reminder of like what I'm stepping into, what I'm like creating for myself, like my commitment to myself and what I'm, um, and to the people I want to impact um, yes. in the world. And two, like, you know, and I also say the thing about the accountability partner is like making sure that it's a right fit because I've had one before and I was like, eh, it, it didn't feel right. Even when I said yes to the first time and I was just like, mm-hmm. it was not a really good fit. But then I don't know why I asked my friend and she was, I just kind of reached out to her one day mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we were just like, by, and it, we were like creating so much together. And then, well, like I think a couple of weeks ago, she's like, you want to be a accountability partner? I was like, yeah. And oh, the, good awesome. thing, the good thing that's been coming out of it is that like, like, just like what you said, like the ideas that we've been sharing and it's not even like, cause she's a coach too, that it's like, oh yeah. It's like a reminder of like where I'm going or learning from her mm-hmm. of like, things I probably forgot about or didn't think about or she knew more than me. Like we're like this give and take, it has to be a real give and take relationship. Yes. Um, And it's been like great. And like we've both, since we've been like doing things like this and doing more, um, like one of the big things we've been doing is like sort of like networking and actually like stop texting and scheduling calls with people. (laughs) It's like, it was a game changer. Yes. A total game changer. You well, know? and I think you you brought something up that I think is really important is there's an element of trust with this accountability partner. And some people, like your best friend could be the worst accountability partner. <laughs> you know? someone, who, someone who, like I always think about a good accountability partner is someone who you feel could almost be a mentor because mm. they have this element of you trust them with their vision or their ability to brainstorm with you or working through problems. Cause a lot of accountability to me is, Hey, I, I've got this thing. I, I wasn't able to accomplish it. Can you help me work through, you know, what that is so I can avoid hitting that roadblock again? Or, um, so I think trust is a, is a huge one. And, and like you said, you, 
you trust that she's probably going to, I think you said she is going to yeah, yeah. hold your feet <laughs> to the fire. Um, uh, and that she'll be supportive and, um, and say, okay, you know, we got to stop this. Let's try that. Um, because I think some of it is truly brainstorming. And I believe two brains is better than one. It's more powerful. Yeah. Um, and I can, it can absolutely accelerate your, your ability. And one of the other things that I learned before we start to wrap up um, yeah. is that what I love about it is that we celebrate each other's little wins. Yes. It is so like one, having someone cheering for you and yeah. two, seeing someone else putting the work in and you're like, you see it's possible for you too. Um, and that's been one of the big, hugest things of having an accountability partner. I love it. That's so great. I love hearing that. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. So thank you again for being here. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna ask you a question that I normally ask everybody who's been on the show. Uh, what have you been learning about yourself, life, and love in this present moment? Oh man, the bomb at the end. <laughs> so, um, yeah, a lot. I it, it's funny. I so I grew up as a as an athlete, and I have always been someone who is better when my back's up against the wall, like with a deadline or like a, when I was growing up, if there was a really important race, I was head down. <laughs> and I find that if I don't have that level of structure, then I am, I can, Oh, I can go down the rabbit hole of wasting time on the internet. So, um, <laughs> so I think like in this time when I have such little time because having kids at home and homeschooling and trying to, you know, take courses and, and I'm pivoting my business a little bit. And, uh, I've found that I just sit down and I rifle through stuff and I, I, I don't even have time for flutzing around on the internet or doing things that don't mean anything on the flip side. I think there's, there's a negative to that, that I've discovered, <laughs> which is that, you know, my husband and I literally looked at each other the other day and said, who, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> I can see you. We're working four feet from each other and we live and breathe the same food and kids, but I have not really talked to you in like two months. And so yeah. we, we decided to say, okay, we're having Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday after the kids go to bed, even though we're exhausted, like we have to do something together. So I think that's what I've learned too, is that it's really easy in a relationship to sort of feel like they're your roommate and get into that situation where you're all about productivity and then all of a sudden there's a cost. And so I'm, I'm literally like putting, this <laughs> sounds so sad. I'm putting like time with my husband on the calendar because otherwise it, it like won't happen. So we've definitely discovered that. Um, and I have discovered that I, uh, I'm patient sometimes with my kids, but when I'm around them a hundred percent of the time, <laughs> I start to be less, a less awesome mom. <laughs> uh, so th those are kind of the main things I've learned, but I, I've been very proud of my kids too. They have, they've, I think learned a lot about themselves and watching them grow and become more independent in this time has been pretty, pretty special too. Yeah. I've been hearing that a lot with, other parents who have well, people who have kids, you know, just like, yeah. you know, really, I'm enjoying watching my kids grow up at home. Yeah. You know, it's just like I, I was like, oh wow, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you for all of what you do and what you shared. And where can people find you online? 
Yeah, so my website is rawstrategy.net. And then my that's my handle as well on Instagram and Facebook is at rawstrategy. So I do lots of um, lots of downloadable things and you know how to create a strong brand story and lots of tips and tricks for the trade. So um, <laughs> welcome to download anything. Come visit me. Um, say hi. I would love to hear from anyone. And uh, thank you so much for having me. It was it was great to connect with a fellow B schooler. And I love I know. what you're <laughs> doing so and accomplishing. It's awesome. Yeah, this is fun. Thank you for being here. Yeah, of course. Well, good luck with everything. You too. Okay. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a comment. And if you really like this podcast, please share it. Twitter, Instagram, or on your webpage. Thank you. Crazy Juicy Love.